Hey, welcome to episode 122 the Never Iron Anything Comics Review podcast. This week I'm sat in Zoom World again uh, with a returning co-host who's only here the last episode, um, Mr. Al Henderson. How you doing, dude? Greetings. All good. Lovely sunny day. It makes an unusual... We should uh, advise the listeners we're recording this at a different time than we would normally. So it feels... Yeah. It could be a week to do one of these things rather than the end of the day. It's, yeah. it's the start of the day. Yeah. Full disclosure, I messaged you and said, what time did you see? And he says, well, if you don't get it at 10, that'll make me get up early. <laughs> Which made yeah. me laugh. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's... Um, God bless her. It's the Queen's weekend, so we've got a couple of days off, haven't we? So we thought we'd um, fill it with some comics love. Yeah. Um, Good. How you been otherwise, man? You're right. You did um you were telling me you did a a craft fair. <laughs> and did really well a, at it. A yeah. maker a maker's market. Right, that's okay. Was, that's the better word yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, no, I was at Maker's Market last weekend at uh, at Bathgate at um Nightly Gaming, spelt with a K. Um <laughs> which is um which is a, it's a gaming shop that uh, that's in, in middle of West Lothian, um who They've got, got a big open spot. It's, it's an old department store, the oh, wow. furniture store that was there. So basically their shop is on the ground floor and they've got a cafe on the ground floor. Right. And then they've converted the first floor and they're about to convert the second floor into these big open spaces where they host um, tabletop gaming tournaments. Right, I get you. So, yeah, yeah. So it's know, got they, comics they, adjacent, isn't it? Yeah, and they want to actually start putting comics into into their, their shop as well in terms of graphic novels and things, which right. we were having a chat about with them. But because it's got this big open, these two big open spaces, and say it's ideal for for tabletop gaming tournaments and things, they've said right, every now and again we're going to host these these maker markets or other other things. You know, it's, for them it's just about getting people into the shop and into their cafe to to spend yeah. money, and they you know it, it creates a buzz in the centre of the, the you know Bathgate, which is one of these small towns where. You know, small town high street. Okay. It, it, it arguably they're dying unless people do things about them like this to yeah. know, to create life in them. Yeah, good on them. Man. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it worked really well for me as a as an individual. So um, I'll certainly be be back at them. And um, nice bit of footfall and all that sort of thing was it? Yeah, constant. You know, well, I see. Gosh, across the days, you know, there was there was a big chunk in the middle that was was there. Um, and they had a couple of people were still using some of the space for for tabletop games and things, which led to me overhearing the line if it's classified as a panda it cannot be a unicorn <laughs> no idea what game they were playing but i was like you know, which you texted me with what? yeah <laughs> i was like well you're right if it's classified as a panda it cannot be a unicorn what kind of crazy it's, world uh, yeah yeah so there we go Th- things you learn <laughs> fucking yeah. hell i did laugh when you texted me that i thought what is he going on about how much lsd is there in bathgate what's going on yeah. Ah, well, no, that's that's another story. <laughs> that's a different maker's market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good, man. And no, we were having a chat there. The old fresh eyes thing works well, doesn't it? I think you know it does. And it's it's this whole thing about people saying, "Oh, I didn't, yeah, you know, I wouldn't see this, or don't don't know if this sort of thing exists." Whether it's yeah, and yes, there's people at these market market who are selling your smelly candles or your you know. There was one person there who was doing landscape paint or had done landscape paintings and stuff. Okay. But if you are the comic person, and there was a, one other sort of comic table there. Yeah. You, you are, you're, you're, you're different. You stand out and people going around saying, yes, I'll, I'll buy some fudge. I'll buy some <laughs> smelly candle. And actually, you know what? I will buy a book because I'm here and the creator's sitting there. And there's there's an element book. in that feeling like supporting local people as well, I think, isn't there? Which is yeah, quite nice. Yeah. 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 
So, oh, good so, on you, man. Yeah, nice, nice, nice right there. Don't don't limit yourself to um, to comic cons. Think yeah. um, think outside the box. Don't just think MCM or Thought Bubble. There's other stuff out there, isn't there? Yeah, I think that's the yeah. point. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff, man. Now, this week, um, I challenged you to look at something. Now, I, I did it because we both have discussed it previously. It's something that we both signed up for. Um, so did you want to tell um, the listeners what we're talking about this week? So we we both signed up for the DC uh, Universe Infinite or Infinite Universe um, <laughs> app, which Don't is... Don't make it complicated. I'll just try to what is it actually called. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which has recently launched in the UK. Obviously, it's been in existence in the US for for some time, um, and it's, 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 it's. I suppose it's half launched in the UK because there's a number of the buttons still don't That's work. That's a good point, man. Stuff. Yeah, but it's so it's it is the digital reader for for DC Comics. It's got a lot, but not all, of the DC back catalogue in there, and it's. In, in going through it, I, I identified two books, sort of yes. half randomly, where I said, well, let's have a read of them, and they've got different reasons for doing that, and um, they highlight the good and the bad of um, of having such an app. So, yeah, in a number of ways, actually. And um, one you, I absolutely loved, and the other one I blame you for making me read. So we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't think... Well, did you get to the end of it? Only <laughs> the first issue. <laughs> oh, God. I, did, I well, don't know. <laughs> I didn't even get to the end of the first... I can't start skipping may, through it. Yeah, I skipped well, a Well, the art's pretty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we'll definitely get to that, man. Before we do, here's a couple of questions for you. Now, you and I, um, both old school comic... Paper comic readers. Um, news From news agents and bus stations all the way through to comic shops. And we have pull lists, etc. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take hazard a guess and say, throughout our lives historically, you are probably more DC than Marvel, and I'm probably the opposite. Is that is that a kind of a cool yeah, estimation? So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so digital reading is something um, we both had to get on board with. I'm, I'm gonna say. Um, so what mm -hmm. are your what's your history with digital and what are your reading habits around it? Very very thin. So. Right. Obviously, as you as you back various Kickstarters or other things, you get sent an array of PDFs and, and yeah. the like, and and ninety five to ninety nine percent of those go straight into the delete pile <laughs> of the of the emails, and I, I don't even bother. Um, right. I've had you know I had the Comicsology app on on the once I had the iPad rather than as well that that made it more accessible in some ways because yeah, it felt like you're holding the right size of, of things now. Yeah. Uh, reading digital comics actually on a on a laptop, it, it just doesn't work for me. In terms I can't of, do it, man. Sort of, yeah, um, I'm I'm the same as you. I've got an iPad, so I, I enjoy the reading experience of it on an iPad. I've got not, not like one of those super large ones. I've got one. So the mm. page is slightly smaller. It's about the same size as a comic page, isn't it, almost? Yeah. Um, so, but the but, I, I enjoy that, but I can't read them on a desktop because I feel like I'm working at a desktop, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, you and I both spend nine to five. Yeah, just doing nothing other than looking into the at, devil's at the, the devil's window, so, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, so you know, I, I had the Comicsology app. I've read a few books on, on Comicsology, but very, very few in in terms of the the way that I would get into that. It's uh, you know, I have a big, big unread pile of of actual comics and books. So, yeah. why would I also start? Um, the biggest advantage I think I see of the DC app for me is yeah. 
it saves me going into the loft today or trying well, to dig out certain things. This is what we've shelves. talked about previously on this, didn't we? We, yeah. we? You've chosen a couple of comics which we've had, and it's saved us mm. both going through untold long boxes. We've just like ended up spending one pound forty nine on it or something and buying yeah, it. You know, yeah, I know. And, and, and going there, so, and, or if it's a key issue that's got yeah. ridiculously expensive, which is when we discussed one of the Marvel books a few weeks back, yeah. or a few months back. Um, it, you know, so the, the, this DC app for me is is almost. And this is something I'd like it to have as well. It's almost a, a means by which sort of saying, what what catalogue of my own books do I have that I remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so th this is very much the, the access points. But as I say, reading wise, and this is weird because I don't read that many digital comics. Okay. But I would actually have to argue, I produce a digital comic. True. Yeah. You that do. I then collect into um, <laughs> into physical form. Yeah. Because the Penguin is a daily strip. Yeah, the collections of the penguin are collections of the daily strip. Other paper, but the daily, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it is that whole. I, I am, I, I am not an advocate for digital comics, but I am a producer of one. This is weird. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, when in in relation to your habits of the books that you have read digitally, um, are you reading mostly new books or are you reading mostly old books? How's your hunting going on there? So it's old books for me. Okay. That's, that's there. Though I am, one of the things I want to do with this, now that I've got the DC app, there are certain mini series that are coming up that are, or there were certain mini series that came up recently, so the, the death metal ones, where I just yeah. didn't, you know, I, I just didn't bother. So, and when Dark Crisis comes out, yes, I'm probably not going to pick it up in physical format. I'm actually going to just go, you know what? And this is my jump off point for, for getting some of those universe wide books i'll just actually read them digitally as they come out yeah um, so full disclosure for this you um uh the dc app so just a little background because i think i feel like we're getting into that now is mm. um at the moment it's on it's on sale it's 36.99 for a year um which is i'm gonna say value for money i think that's yeah. a good value for money um bear in mind that's the cost of one almost one epic collection from marvel at the moment um the there is a lag, so don't get it thinking you can read what comes out every Wednesday. You can't. You have to wait. I'm going to say it, it It seems to change a little bit, but it's usually at least two to three months, I think. Is that how you yep. sense it is? Um, so let's have a look. What's, what are they saying with new releases here? Uh, DC versus Vampires number two. Yeah, which, which has been out released a while, isn't it? I think that's... Yeah, so that, that was... Oh, that's not... That, that's November of last year. That's, oh, okay. That's so there's much six, more of a lag. About seven months. That's yeah. much. But well, hang on. But the Deathstroke Inc. number three is out again. No, that's November. So oh, right. That's okay. What, so six month lag. Latest releases. So it seems like a six month lag. Okay. Because um, the Marvel app is about two to three months um, on there. Um, but yeah. then so again, those, I've got are, yeah. comics in my pile that I haven't read for six months, man. I was sitting next well, to my desk, you know. And, and again, this is part of my issue with. The way I buy certain mini series, I will wait for the mini series to finish and then read all the comics together. Yeah. And I'm left going, well, why am I not just waiting on the trade? Or, or you know, yeah. And, and I know there are certain people that find that absolute madness of going, well, hang on, how, how do you know you're actually going to enjoy it? Why have you kept getting it to the end of the the mini or the the storyline or whatever? And it's like, well, because I'm a collector and that that's what happens. You you know yeah. you 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 got to have them all. You know. Um, Pokemon got that right when they knew yeah. they were coming up with a it's, slogan. It's weird. Yeah. We don't hear outside of comic marts and people, you know, of an age of you and I, comic collector seems to be an old phrase, doesn't it? 
don't hear it quite as much. It, it is, and I think that's because there's. I, I say I went through various stages of, of my, you know, where you were reading, where I was a comic reader, and then I always say it was Arkham Asylum, which kind of dates okay. me. Or, yeah. or, or, Serious House and Serious Earth, the actual Arkham. That yeah. was the book that changed me in some ways from being a comic reader to a comic collector, because okay. at that point I was like, oh, I know I need to get into more of this. But then there is something inside uh, the people with, with the collecting mentality. You look at something like... I don't know, let's say Detective, and you're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm, this is Detective 640. That means there's 639 before this. How do I find that? How do I, yeah. you know, fill in the the, the back history of it? it and it, it, again, I think there's a there's a weird mentality thing about this of OCD. I once was involved with a charity book sale, and there was a whole lot of books came in that, you know, you were sorting them out, left, right, in terms of their, their things. And we had these crates of mills and boons right? okay <laughs> right you're kind of, all right and somebody just gone well you just dump them all together and this you know and part of that was because they were going to get shipped off to an old um, an old folks home because they like to read mills and boons you know? yeah them and me if you, look at, yeah, if you <laughs> look at mills and boon they've all actually got a small number on the spine clever yeah so but of course the, the um collector mentality in me went well we have to put them in order <laughs> I'm never going to read them. There we are. And, and it's like, I'm not even looking at the cover. I'm just looking at the spine where there's a number. And that, that to me is that if you if you have that sort of mentality, you'll get into comic collecting. Yeah. Funny enough. Uh, as well as, you know. I agree, man. Yeah. Funny enough, as an aside, I'm a member because I, I read a lot of trash paperbacks. And I was I was, I was was looking, there's a, there's a group called Paperback Warrior or something I think it's called. And I was looking at that and they were saying, we need to bring back numbers on the spines of books. Because these like long series of, especially these days, seems to be fantasy books, don't seem to have a number mm. on the spine, you know. And you're right. I read, I read all these Mac Bolan and Destroyer and you know these sort of trash yeah. books, and then th- they do have a number on them. And it does, it does literally appeal to my collector mentality. I think also the collector thing in me as well is if I discover a series I haven't previously read, and I thought, oh, why haven't I read this before? I don't know. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, Sleepwalker, for example, which I've never read. But if I'd suddenly read a couple of issues of Sleepwalker and thought, right. Now I need to read them all. You know, it's almost a bit like that sometimes. Yeah. I need to yeah. know it all. And I think that's also part of the collector mentality. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, keeping spreadsheets and knowing them in, book, in books and stuff like that. I think maybe collecting, collecting got a bad name um, when things like variant covers and slabbing and yeah. um, that sort of thing came out because everyone thought we were a bit weird. And we are, but, you know, a bit more weird maybe. Well, it's when it's when the yeah it's it's that damn capitalism again. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's when value comes into it, and you suddenly go, "Well, this one's rare, therefore I have to, you know, therefore it has more value." Yeah. When I'm I'm looking at it as more of a well, no, I just want to get you know get it for filling the gap and 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 seeing it's 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 there. I'm not necessarily looking for. I don't. I don't know what my comic collection's worth. I don't, you know, I don't keep no. that sort of records. Um, we had a bit more so to the house insurance every so often. You know, that's about it, really. Know, I think, yeah. It's very much a, having it just for the sake of having it, and that's a very, you know, again, first world problems and, and all that sort of stuff. Because you're, you're, you know, it's just collecting for the sake of collecting. But yeah. but sometimes that's what it is. Um, and yes, I've, I've weaned off the. You know, I certainly don't try to get all the variant covers or anything like that. That's that's not my my thing anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it falls away. And this is where some of the digital stuff actually breaks down that that collecting piece yes. because suddenly it's yeah. just all there. 
Yeah, which is where we were going with this, weren't we? Yeah, we had a little yeah. conversation. So, yeah, do you want to talk a bit, a bit about that well, before we crack on? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that sometimes, if particularly if you're collecting historic books, or going back to the 70s collections <laughs> yeah. of, of, of Batman or Detective or Superman or the X-Men or whatever, if you've got a long run of them and you know that you're missing issue 93, right? Yeah. And you're going, right, I, I want to go find that. And actually the whole thing about going to a con or going to a comic mart and actually digging through the, the long boxes or you're in an, a, a, a new town and you're going, oh, there's a comic shop here and it's it's got a back issue section. Let's let's deep dive to see what, you know, oh my gosh, I found number 93. Yeah. And the the hunt was more important and more joyful than the actual, yeah. you know, the actual complete, you know, because once, once you've got all 100 issues, like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? And connected so, you know, to that it's... is the browsing experience, I think, as well, Al. So the looking through other books. You know, so when you're going through those, you know, you know the back issue bins at Comic Marts and stuff, mm. you're seeing other stuff. But with a digital search, you're just going to that single issue, aren't you, often? Yeah, yeah I mean, you did this a couple of weekends back, didn't you, or last weekend, where even if you're doing it yourself, if you open one of your own comic boxes to yeah. try and flick through, to, you know, then you go, oh, I'd forgotten all about <laughs> yeah. this, that, the other. Yeah. Um, so no, I think there is something about that, about that, that getting into it and, and finding things that you didn't know existed, while the digital app just says, here is everything. Yeah. It's all yours, you know. To the extent I've almost been using the, doing the inverse with this, the DC digital app, where I've been hunting the things that they are missing. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like trying to find holes in it. And there's one of those that I'll, I'll talk about later, just yeah. even bold, which really confused me. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it, that that's almost become the, the joy of the app for me. It's not looking at the comics, but it's going, but what have they missed? How do we, you know, where have they left gaps? It's and, almost like... And then try to work out why. Literally, as you came on camera, I went, oh, I wonder if they've got this. And I just keep going back to it and looking, oh, I wonder if they've got this on there yet. You know, just almost like we're, we're testing our own brains to remember mm. the more obscure things sometimes as well, to look mm. back. Um, Cinder and Ash, for example, an amazing series, not on there. Um, yeah. Just, I suppose, it's not a priority of theirs. You know, there's that sort of thing, isn't there? Yeah. But but why are some of the things that are on there? Right I know. Now? I mean, and, and that's yeah. why I got to the two books that I picked. So right. let, 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 let's mention the two books I picked. Okay. And, and I'll explain how I, I, I got to them as well through my yeah. sort of just, just having through. Um, so the first one is Forbidden Tales of the Dark of Dark Mansion. This is brilliant, uh, by the way. Number, number yeah. seven, right? Um which is is, is, a, is a and issue number seven is exactly almost or it's what I think it's one month older than me. There we go. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it's so this is a book from from nineteen seventy two. It's part of the horror tales that uh, that DC were producing at the time. Um, the book itself actually originally started out titled I think it was the, the Dark Mansion of Forbidden the, Love, which is forbidden why love, I call your house. Um, well, so, <laughs> some of the rooms, but not, not the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, just the shed, maybe. Yeah, okay. Shed, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> well, uh, which, yeah, so yeah, it started off as Dark Magic. Now, this was one of the things where it actually, the two reasons I found this one is if you just look at the list of all comics that, that, that's on the, the app, right, and just scroll down one page, suddenly issue what the, the, the cover image for. Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love number one appears, and it, ah. it's really out of kilter with um, all the other things around it because it's this clearly early seventies 
uh, horror movie type um, type image that appears. And that's odd. But I also went hunting in, in the app for uh, Michael Kaluta work, just right. because. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a big I, fan. I, I, yeah, I basically went to see what you know is. You went around his studio, I think. The treatment of the shadow. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really going, what have they done with the shadow? Have they they managed to get this in the app or not? And the answer is no for some of the the 1970s stuff, which doesn't surprise me in terms of the copyright. Um, But the Batman shadow crossover recently is in here, which again... Tom Sutton stuff is... Isn't in there, yeah. but the um, the stuff they did, which was almost like two series they did with Dynamite, wasn't it? Yes, um, oh. that's in there. Okay. Exactly. So that's, I'm guessing that's, just that's, one of them then. One, yeah, the DC version. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the Dynamite version. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, the that's what led me to number seven because it's got a, an amazing Mike Kluta cover because Mike Kluta did loads of the horror covers of the 1970s. Yeah. There was almost like um, some of these had like a almost like a gothic feel to them, didn't they? Like gothic romance, they started almost had, didn't they? Yeah, like romance horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of this, you know, it, it ties in with the fact that they were doing House of Secrets, House of Mystery, um, yeah. you know. And at that point in time, as well, they're producing the you know the early Swamp Things and um, yeah, the Phantom Stranger and stuff, all of which again had that horror feel. Yeah, this there's it. an interesting entry to this because pre Wortham, they were DC were producing horror titles, but post Wortham. Mm. They 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 moved a lot of almost sci-fi and su- almost superhero well superhero characters into a yeah. lot of those books. If you listen to the Earth Two podcast, I know the guys on there talk a lot about it. But you've got like stuff like Dial H for Hero, and Martian Manhunter were appearing in these books, and then they sort of relaxed a bit. I think in the Bronze Age, and mm. we began to see these horror stories coming back again. I think, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. So as I say, th- this was a title that I had never heard of before. Didn't know. Didn't know anything about it whatsoever. I was literally just drawn in by. There's a cover I don't don't recognise. Really like it, and when I opened issue seven up, I was very surprised to find that the first story is actually drawn by one Mister Howard Chicken. How cool! Yeah, and um, which must be one of his earliest works. Be, yeah. for, not for immediately recognisable as well either for me. Not at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, there's there's one or two panels where you can go oh yeah I can see the you know the the, the chicken in that but there's a lot of the rest of it you're like going no it's quite it's it's general DC 1970 or comics 1970s it's yeah. it's great from that sort of things and no um, no um, spoilers but this is the one where a bloke bones a spider <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he he's involved with two sisters one of them's not what she seems <laughs> yeah I think that's yeah. how it's yeah. You know, and look, it's not highbrow reading, right? And it's, but it's, there's, you know, so this book's got what three short stories in it that are sort of horror book, horror yeah. stories, yeah. Um, and a splash page that just is randomly there that I know that you, you want to talk about in terms of Jack's Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's a splat, there's a pin up in it, which is weird. Hmm. It's like a small press book, isn't it? We just got a random, random pin up one. I've yeah. just done that. Um, and it, it took me some searching, and I initially thought it was Tom Sutton, actually, um, but it actually is Jack Sparling, who you then caused me to take um, a big dive on. Um, None for <laughs> a little bit of saucy material. Um, uh, is Canadian. Um, sadly died in 97. Used to do um, a newspaper strip called Clairvoyant, best name ever, and did a lot of work at Harvey and Charlton. And he drew some $6 million man. At DC, he drew some um, Secret Six and Eclipso, uh, unknown, unknown soldier in the Star Spangled Wars terrorist. But... He's he also created Kane, the ha- the host of the House of Mystery, um, mm. along with Orlando and Joe Orlando and, and Bob Haney, um, 
and he also worked in some of the other as i think his style kind of suits that he worked in the witching hour and unexpected did absolutely loads of gold key we must do a gold key episode one day um and he um also did some ghost rider in the early 80s who knew yeah so mm. that's good um yeah no he was a real revelation man and this was full of this this it hits that area i don't you you think this but it hits that area where we were getting a lot of credits for creators but sometimes you didn't get them um and, and this page it's one of the things that's that's wrong in the app as well so i think you both you and i went to comics org yes comics.org yeah um in, in terms of where we find a lot of this information and maybe this is just me and my you know, I, I built databases back in the past and, and all this sort of stuff. So I know okay. how all this things are. I would love to think that there was a means by which these apps and places like Comics Org could get connected to each other much better. Yeah. So you could, you know, you'd actually say, well, this is all of the information. And, you know, this is the, the, the detail that's in there. And it allows people to to update that information as well as and when they, you know, they find it. It works as a wiki. Um, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't because the, the the story that comes after that, the immortality thieves, which is actually Win Mortimer. Yes, does the pencils Love on that stuff, man? Yeah, and well, it it it, it really screams nineteen seventies look about it in, in terms of the the way that you know, but in a really classical, beautiful way that you're going that that's you know it, it emotes the the period and the time setting and and it looks like drawings that would be done by our a costume designer or something like that it yes. to be that it's, it's, yeah it does know, yeah it looks like you should that. be drawing the 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 mods the mod squad comic or something like that you know yeah um another yeah. canadian creator actually um also sadly died in the end of the 90s um first story was the batman goes broke you'll like this story because it was in detective comics 105 but it was credited to bob kane because that was part of his deal wasn't it at the time <laughs> bob kane got sick got credited drawing everything but he uh, sneakily when Mortimer signed one of the pages, so you can tell tell it's him. And also worked at Marvel on Spidey Super Stories um, and the Night Nurse series, and did quite a lot of Gold Key. Um, and also was quite well known for working on these horror titles: The Witching Hour, Secrets of Haunted House, Ghosts, House of Mystery, and The Unexpected. I mean, they had a raft of them. Um, yeah. I think it's worth saying about these horror titles is they. Uh, did you get any of those showcase the black and white showcases? I suppose you did, man. Um, um, I know of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they read like um, it's almost like having a Twilight Zone in a big paperback. Yes, you know, because there's well, these little hundred, punches. This is stories. exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah. This is also inspired. Just before I forget the um, uh, the, well, the when it started, the Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love and Forbidden Tales of the Dark Mansion was um, inspired by the Dark Shadows TV series. It was one of the reasons makes, it came into yeah. being. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. interesting. And edited by E. Nel- e. Nelson Bridwell and Joe Orlando, who writes quite a lot of it. Um, yeah, sorry, man, yeah. interrupt you there. So, no, you, talking, it's, it, yeah. you, you said Twilight Zone. The thing that came to my mind was Tales of the Unexpected. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, very much so. From that, because it is, it's, it's almost contemporaries, aren't they? I'm thinking mid 70s, Tales of the Unexpected, late early 80s, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, but it has the, I also think the Twilight Zone's a little bit more sci fi ish. Yeah, or, or fan, you know, while yeah. the Tales of the Unexpected is that more. Here's here's a, a you know living in the world and something happens the yeah. way that the Roald Dahl wrote it. Of course, the, um, the elephant in the room around this is it's EC again. You know, it's the it's, the, it's where yeah. EC should be. You know, if we hadn't have had Wortham, um, mm-hmm. and there there is a straight line between this because obviously Joe Orlando wrote for EC uh, and um, and worked there as an, a, a, a sort of part time editor and stuff be, before becoming a creepy editor. 
Um, so the fact there's that continuation, I really like. Um, I took a big dive on EC. I love EC, and I think that there's definitely bits of it here. You can see it, you know, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, they, they, as you see, they had to go somewhere and do something. I mean, and yeah. one of these stories, I say they're sort of horror stories or twisting the tale stories. Yeah. Um, there's nothing gruesome about them. So therefore, it is just a little bit of shock value. I will say that the the first story with the spider and the, the last story with the... Um, the duke is that the best oh, the, the vampire one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the kind of the kind of payoff there is exactly the same in, as in at the end oh and by the way the last person isn't what you expect them to be <laughs> yeah so it's it, look this was a one of these things where you opened this up and you went this is 1970s comics this yeah. is what we like this is the you know let's dive into this and get a hold of it the things i dislike about reading it digitally are <sighs> For, for a start, they take the price off the cover, right? Somebody explain that to me. Why Why do they do that? Right, I don't, okay. I don't, right? I don't care whether it was 20 cents or not. You yeah. don't need to leave that as a white box now. It looks wrong. That's interesting because right? they do that currently with new releases. They take the, because um, the barcode box is often where the price is sometimes. They take that off. Take, so the price, take yeah. the barcode off because that, 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 that makes sense. But this one, they could have left it on because it gives it, again, it gives it that feel of age yeah. of date. Yeah, it does. We should sorry. Can we just mention the cover as well? Yeah, of course. The cover yeah. is it is the same. Mike Kaluta. It's um, an hourglass of sand where the death is rising out of the sand, having it pouring over him as he sits there with people trying to. Yeah. Well, it, it has no connection at all to the inside of the book. No, none. But, that, but extremely <laughs> common with horror books, especially at DC, wasn't it? You know, they, that that happened all the time. I think almost because mm. there's the twist in the whole image, isn't there? Often with these things. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, but it's a lovely cover, man. beautiful cover that doesn't that totally draws you in. Yeah, um, I think we should then, maybe mention the host as well. So charity is the host. Yeah, in the same way with Cain and Abel and the you know Tharg over here and all this sort of thing. They we have a horror host, which was common. Mm. You know, I think came from the tradition of TV and radio in in the states. Um, and charity is the um, sort of sexy lady host of this one, um, who later, um, good old. Um, Mr. Robinson, James Robinson, um, turned up in Starman issue eighty, and oh. got pregnant off another ca- character. So she a- she actually does appear later outside of these. Is it is, was it a thirteen issue run, fourteen issue run, something like that? Is it uh, something like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, but yeah, the the thing there's so the opening page, which is actually drawn by oh, what's it Stephen Harper. That's right, soon Harper. Yeah. I thought it was Harker, but it's Harper. Right. But it's, it's then inked by by Mike Kluter. Yes. Um, yeah. Which, which is, so it's just like the setup pages, as you say, for all these things of just being being that. that it's very collusive to me, though, man. I mean, give him credit. The inks oh. really overpower the pencils on that page in a way, don't Pro- they? Probably, you know? yeah. yeah. But the thing that I think that's really missing from this page is that uh, clearly there's a big white rectangle at the bottom where all of the copyright details would have been. Okay. Right, you know the yes. and the one we always look at to get the year for sometimes, don't exactly. we? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, and and <laughs> it would have told you is this volume one or two and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and it, it, to me again, that's part of that getting into it and getting to know. Yeah, you, you you read this. You know, you're not there to read the small print, but you read the small print. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah that that the fact that they've taken that out, I find a little bit disappointing. But this is definitely one of these ones as well because it's a 1970s book. Where I do need to invoke my 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 friends from from Dundee here and say, I do miss the comic smell. Yeah, yeah. You know, opening that bag, this, man. This smelling would it. have yeah. been printed on newsprint. 
this would have had, you know, and this would have had that aging effect of just what that produced. So this would have had that that, that whole um, century vibe of coming with it, of going, yeah, the, you know, there's there's something that the, the smell of this would actually have added to the to the, the joy of it. Yeah, it's a weird as, one. Reading it as an old book. Yeah, you're right, and and it's a weird one for me because I don't bag and board everything nowadays. Um, I used to do it, but honestly, my life is too busy to do that at the moment. But I will bag bag and board um, certain titles that I think, I don't know, you know, Bronze Age, Fantastic Four or something. You know, these are all the sort of things I will bag and board. But the horror titles, something in me, um, um, not just DC, but other, you know, other companies that were doing them, something I like to just have them rattling around in drawers and stuff. So I've got a little pile mm -hmm. of... Um, House of Mystery and stuff like that at work, which I can just pick up and read. I don't need to worry about, you know, undoing the sellotape on the back. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of that. Um, and that there is that um, trash pulp magazine feel to a lot of horror store, horror books. And that part yeah. and parcel of that is that smell, I think, you know. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing yeah. they've taken out is the letters page. Oh, yeah, that's a shame, if, isn't it? If you go yeah. by the comics.org, there was a letters page. Um which uh, had commentary on it by by Joe Orlando as well. So right. who knows what, what was actually there? Yeah. Um, there were letters in the book from Frank Verzella and Art Stampler. <laughs> Whoever they may be, they are they are credited on Comics.org. Somebody has made the effort to. Oh, nice. Um, to, so, to, to comment the fact that they were there two things then around those letters to give the boys over at um the earth 2 podcast a shout again what i like listening to them when i listen to their episodes is they read an issue and then they go a few issues forward and read the letters pages that refer to it yeah and that's always yeah. really interesting and also marvel are doing well in this in their omnibus collections a lot of the time they will include the letters i think they're important um yeah, apart from the bit where people used to put their full addresses on their letters. Well, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, okay. You can, you can redact. Since then, yeah, yeah. But, and you can redact a little bit. But, you know, it's part of the social experience of getting a comic from yeah. the 1970s or 80s yeah. um, was the fact that there was a letters page there and things were said and you would get commentary back by, by the editor. And, it would, you know, it gave yeah. the editor the chance to create their stamp and, and say, you know, this is, and it gave a feel to, to you know, what they were holding together. I remember reading loads of Denny O'Neill comments back in the day because that, you know, when he was editor of Batman and Detective, because you, you know, you got the views of, of Denny there and therefore it was actually setting out what his also, vision was. Yeah, also slightly more honest than some of the sort of, you know, banal comments we yeah. get you know on websites and stuff these days you know they, they, and this people forget these these were almost the message boards of the time you know they would be they would print critical letters as well you know it gave mm -hmm. you a real taste of it i used to like searching through and you know through old comics thinking bloody hell roy thomas wrote a letter into that one before he worked at marvel and that sort of thing oh. i think that's really yeah. fun yeah yeah oh, the, uh, mark wade talks about that and, and stuff and when he, right. he's got letters in certain books yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple print. of letters floating about. I, I, I don't tell anyone where they are because they're so painfully embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I, I never managed to appear or in the letters page of an American book, but, um, but uh, I, I, I am in the back pages of Keen somewhere. There you go, oh, nice work, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a couple of um, early '80s British fanzines as well, with like setting down my theory as a twelve-year-old boy, and I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, but that again, that's creating an atmosphere and a vibe with regard to yeah. the the actual premise of the book. While when you read it digitally, 
you kind of just keep swiping and then that's it. It's yeah. Gone. You think yeah. it's just for the short attention span comic reader that they, they believe is out there now, you know, rather than the <sighs> completist archivist or what they consider us to be, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different experience. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm not saying there aren't valid, you know, everything's valid, right? In all this, that people can, people are reading books and that's, you know. Yeah, I'm pleased it's there, man. You know, I'm pleased it's just, just, Yeah. You know, if you read a newspaper online or news articles online, it's not the same as picking up a newspaper, but you don't necessarily collect newspapers. And again, it's just about what gives you the feel and the nostalgia and the, you see, the, the presence of the, of the, the, the book as, as part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, that was the the first book I, uh, I picked. It okay, was mate. Yeah. A random is... selection, purely because it, of the of the cover, and it was a title I hadn't really heard of. Yeah, nice little random um, one for me. Before we get into the other the other yeah. title, before you ruin my life, the um, mm -hmm. let's just talk through some of the books that aren't on there and are on there, and things we other things we found. Um, Ambush Bug is complete on there, which I was pleased to see. Um, DC Comics Presents. You had me going to that after your Brave and Bold uh, mention. Mm. So did you want to mention the Brave and Bold one? And I can mention this one too. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that I know that in my, the hunt for, for comics that I need to get back to at some point in time uh, is I've got a spreadsheet somewhere that tells me which episodes or which comics of um, the Brave and Bold I have. Yeah. Um, Basically, because if, you, if you're collecting Batman comics from the, the 1980s, you should, and in the 70s, you should also be collecting the Brave and the Bold. And some class issues, um, man. Yeah, there were. And, well, you know, all bow down to Jim Aparo. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. He is one of the great unsung heroes of, of DC. Um, so I went looking for the Brave and the Bold, not least of which because it's one of these interesting things where it's filed under T for the. Um, <laughs> yeah, come on. These this lot needs to do a librarian's. Even I know that you file things um, under the last name of someone. You know, even well, we all know well, that. Surely, you know. We'll, we'll get into the problems of the search functionality of this in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was a case of I went looking for the brave and the bold. I, I basically it, it, because the, the the when you first open the comic a list of all the comics or all the comic series and, and yeah. they list the fact that there's. 1,393 series there. And they actually initially list it as oldest to newest. Now, I get that if you're looking for the newest issue of a book. Right. But if you're looking at it, if you're dating it by series, obviously the oldest series is Action Comics. So Action Comics comes first in this list. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and the one, two, three, four, five. The sixth one is Batman. Okay. But that's the Batman series from 1940 through 2011. If you want the current Batman, <laughs> it's elsewhere. You know, it's like what? And it's yeah. because it's issued by the date that it was first issued of the first. Yeah, it's bizarre. Okay? Yeah, they need. To, um, I mean, it's not new because we're getting it, and it's been out in America a while. In in almost in a number of versions. So the, those that don't know, it appeared originally a few years ago in a version that allowed you to watch all the DC TV, so not all of them, but a lot of the DC TV series, the animations. It was almost a hub for all DC product. Um, and then HBO Max, as I understand it happened, and a lot of the, um, the, the, the TV stuff and the cartoon stuff went there. So they had to basically rethink the app. So this version of the app is, what, a year and a half old, I'm going to say, and we got it yeah. about three months ago. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I eventually found The Brave and The Bold. Yeah. Um, 
and I had to flick through this, and I, I was like a little surprised because um, it, it, it says that well, the brief those that know Brave and the Bold, there were two hundred um, issues that, that yeah. came out. Great issues, uh, the, uh, and then it basically became Batman and the Outsiders, didn't it? In my mind, it sort of jumped off yes, the head, didn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what what happened. Yeah, um, but it says for the Brave and the Bold from nineteen ninety, sorry, nineteen fifty five through nineteen eighty three, there are one hundred and seventeen right. issues yeah. loaded onto the app, and I thought that's a bit odd. I wonder what's missing. So they don't start it until issue twenty five. So I don't know the first twenty five issues of the Brave and the Bold. I'd have to go look up what was there. Yeah, but okay, it, I'm not it, sure. it, it yeah. was yeah. issue twenty-five is Task Force X Suicide Squad. So it'd be you know one of the first appearances of the Suicide Squad in its original format. Yeah, but if you then scroll down the list of where you get to, and particularly when you move into the Batman and or Batman Meets, um, yeah. which is basically where it ended up, it's weird. A whole raft of them are are missing, just in sort of odd. Odd numbers. Um, yeah, uh, from memory, I think the um, Joe Cubert issue is missing, isn't it? The one where he meets Joe Cubert. Yeah, I think that's missing. Um, that one. Yeah, that's missing. So if I'm looking, at, just sort of going on, it goes, oh, number 155, now 156, 158, 160, and you're like, this is weird. Why? Why are these odd issues missing? Yeah, and when you get to 174. 174, 176, then it jumps all the way up to 194. Right, which, okay. And look, I had a quick scan through, uh, again, comics.org to, to see what these, these issues, because I thought, oh, maybe it's a particular character's maybe no, it's, um, no longer Master the, of the Universe or something like that, or Tarzan or something that they don't yeah, really hold you might the license say, oh, to. Yeah, you've yeah, yeah. lost the license. Um, but no, it, it isn't. <laughs> it's, it's everything from Commandy through... The Joker through, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's just very, very strange. Um, so that that's one of these ones where I went, as I say, but sometimes hunting to find the missing bits is yeah. just kind it's of kind of really fun. Odd. It kind of like it sparks our collector mentality, doesn't it, or our, our need to know mm. about stuff. The uh, funny enough, DC Comics, because you you mentioned that to me yesterday on a text, and I thought I'm going to have a look at DC Comics. But to me, which was a, a contemporary of the later. Um, the later Brave and the Bold, which was basically Superman meets someone, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not missing as many, but it's missing a couple. So seven number seventy's there, which is the Metal Men issue, which seems strange, bear in mind they've tried a couple of times to rejuvenate the Metal Men series, haven't they? Um mm-hmm. and number seventy one is the Bizarro episode issue. So I don't know again, I don't know why that is. Um which are both ones that I remember very well. And I own the physical copy of so I'm not like yeah, just jonesing for them. But um yeah. yeah there's a so that, that's- that's the sort of thing that I find is it's annoying that these things are. I also get really annoyed with the way that they've stored or collected together some of the other ancillary issues for books. So, okay. if you go looking for something like the Batman Annuals, right? As a, yeah. you know, so the annual, they are inserted into yeah. the Batman run. Yeah. So it's they, they don't have their own little space anywhere on the app. So you basically have to be going through. Batman, you have to kind of know the year, don't you, or where it yeah, appeared if, in the numbering. Yeah. If if you want to do it that way, now that makes sense when the storyline is one of these, you know, and you know, part four exists in the annual, right? Yeah. Bang bang bang. But there's loads of them where that wasn't the case. Well, they were you know? actually, actually part of an annual yeah. event, weren't they? The annuals were the events yes. sometimes. Yeah. 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 
and so therefore it doesn't yeah it, it's weird that it's it's kind of they're they're they're, they're dotted into that yeah um and it, it's that whole thing but how do you how do different people choose to organize their own comic collection um i put yeah. something up on the slack uh, a week or so about that i was saying you yeah. know if, if you walked into a room and found a thousand comics and we're asked to, to sort them out what you know what ordering would would you do you know yeah. and everyone's got their own technique and everyone's got their own preferences of you know most people split by company first and then by you know alphabetically by title but do you put detective beside batman or do you put yeah. catwoman in between them yeah you know and that there's that whole well i don't know you know or if you go to the superman section do you do the red triangles? Do you do them in order? Or do you keep the titles all separate? Yeah. Again, there's no right or wrong to this. It's just allowing the people to do it. And what, where we are with the app, you're left trying to understand what somebody else has done. Yeah. Um, I almost feel it like it's... Quite yeah, so I almost feel like it's someone who hasn't stood in a comic shop or at a convention or at a mart and gone through a long box. Because to me, the way you do that is um, you have the regular, you know, Batman issues, and then at the back, you have the Batman annuals and the Batman specials of the yeah. of the run. Almost like with Marvel, you would have the, the regular Master of Kung Fu run, and then at the back, you would have the giant size issues mm. you know and it's almost like that so i think they need to maybe it's been put together by someone who i mean who does this anymore who goes and looks through long boxes there's not that many people is there so maybe they just don't understand that's how it works yeah yeah i agree man but, totally yeah. there's a few others that i looked at that are definitely going to spark you off i think i think it's a given that star trek's not on there um mm. which was a, a brilliant couple of runs i don't know if you read them in the 80s and early 90s but i really like the um the dc's next gen and star trek runs um obviously copyright reasons tarzan's not on there which is a real shame because of the cubit stuff you know yeah um the tour is not on there which is again that cubit cubit book that i'm an absolutely huge fan of I, I love it it's um a sort of silent and they did something, thing. yeah yeah they've done brilliant collections of that yeah. but again i don't know if that's maybe reverted back or to create our own could well be yeah that's a good shout yeah um Atari Force isn't there again. That's an issue um, with IP. Um, Warlord comic, which is a classic. I'm seeing Mike Grell in a couple of weeks. He's going to be at Heroes Con in America. And um, I was going to dig out a couple just to get him to sign. Um, mm. But for that, you've got the first issue special, number eight, which is his first appearance, is there. All of the first issue run appears. So that was, for those that don't know, each issue was a different character that sometimes jumped out, out to another series, but quite often didn't. Um, but there's only issues 114 and 115 in the run which seems really strange when i mean grails are good i mean longbow hunters you know he's a quite yeah. a, quite a creator um but if you look at that and you go and i think pete watson was saying this to me arian lord of atlantis is there which seems a strange mix yeah. you know um the other one um cinder and ash as we mentioned isn't there planetary is i thought that was good i know you're a fan of the demon matt wagner's demon wasn't on there. yeah so matt wagner's demon's not on here the yeah. alan grant run of the demon is not on here yeah. but issue zero from that run is and one of the annuals from that <laughs> right. run is yeah. now that that annual is the one that introduced hitman yeah. so can you know you again if they've done a, if somebody's been uploading all the hitmen they said well that's that's part of that but yeah but the 1970s jack kirby version of the demon is here yeah so it's not like the characters now so and it's yeah it's it's just very very strange yeah. what isn't isn't it that the, uh, Matt the Wagner series I was I'm a, I love that series I'm a huge oh, yeah. fan of that book yeah, yeah the um the other one um, I noticed man was Showcase 
The original, mm. so Showcase 93 is on there. You get all 12 issues of, um, of that. But um, Showcase, which is an absolutely seminal series, um, isn't complete in any way. You know, the majority of the later issues aren't there. I mean, Showcase 100 was a book that was almost on every advert page of DC Comics for many years, almost, it feels like, you know, where all the characters are on the cover. Um, but a lot of those issues aren't there, which is a strange one to me. Yeah. yeah. In terms of certain things as well, in terms of graphic novels and things, it's not right. in it. Obviously, Enemy Ace Wardle is not here. Okay. You know, or it does surprise me because it should be. But, yeah. um, but Batman's Son of the Demon is. Right. right. But Bride of the Demon and Birth of the Demon, the two hardbacks that followed it up, are not. Okay. And it's just, you know, uh, again, it, it just seems to have made some very odd choices in terms of what they are and aren't loading up in terms of the historic pieces with it. I mean, playing devil's advocate, um, does it feel to you like there's the people who are putting it together don't have a grasp of the history of it all? I, it's, there might be some of that. And there's also in the back of my mind a better thing about saying, right, they're putting out various omnibuses or. Yeah. So I, I did wonder about the Brave and Bold one, for example, if there was going to be like, well, we're about to release omnibus number whatever and it yeah. will cover issues blah 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 so we'll take them off the app for for a period to encourage people to buy the book that's constantly on my mind them, as well yeah about them, you, know. you begin to think where, where is this going from a sales point of view because is it, i haven't looked yet but you said watchman's not on there so watchman isn't right but before watchman is <laughs> yeah isn't it yeah yeah so yeah who who um, who knows that yeah, but, and i actually didn't i didn't even look to see for v for vendetta but the right. There is maybe some of that about saying, yeah, where do we get the sales? I also obviously think there, there's bits of it where we're going, until such time as we scan some of these books properly, we can't load them onto it. Yeah. Um, and that, again, is that whole, well, if, until such time as they get to the the omnibus release, because somebody's going to be creating yeah. the artwork for that, and then it's formatted to go on. But it just seems unusual for some, as I say, that's why I do not understand why Dark Mansion's on here. Because while a lot of those stories have been reprinted in other European collections, yeah, mainly dating back, you know, it's the nineteen seventies two book. That's you know, the reprints were in the mid eighties. Yeah, um, there is there is no collection of of Dark Mansion anywhere. So why was that scanned? Why was that you know put put on here? It just it's it's almost like someone sitting in a room with a weird. scanner, you know, and Photoshop yeah. open. Going, what's next? And, yeah, or, what's the next comic? Know, and, or I, or I, it's somebody's gone. Ah, this is my favorite. I'll put it on. Yeah, or someone's um, gone. You got to do twenty issues, and you can go home for the weekend. Mm. So they take three or four issues and put them in the dump pile without having done them. <laughs> yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, right. it's so. it's a head scratcher because we're so into it. That's the thing. You know, we we sit here trying to riddle, you know, riddle with this Batman, don't we? Around what's in there and what isn't in there, um, and we try and we try and intellectualize why it's not. And like you say, thinking, oh, maybe they're putting out a Brave and the Bold hardcover, you know, something like Omnibus or something. Mm. That does definitely play in my mind. Yeah, all the time around it. Yeah, it's some. Um, I'm into ask. Do you use any other apps, dude? Do you use any other reading apps? Uh, as a, just the <coughs> comicsology. Just comicsology. And even okay. then, that, that's very very limited. In, yeah. In, in terms of. I use I use Marvel. I like Marvel a lot. I think it's good. It's changed recently. It's gone a bit down the down to the dog races, but it's they seem to be putting sort of young gun creators up front rather than you used to be able to. You could click on each week. What was it out each week? And it just seems to be the recent one. Um, obviously, mm. use Comic House. 
Um, <clears throat> and I, I started using Shonen Jump, which is quite intuitive, actually. I'm finding of them all, that's the one where it's easy just to open and read the next thing. So they have a, this is the next issue. Then You know, you read, um, you know, One Punch Man 83, 84's out, and it appears in the, the second line of the, the window. And I think yeah. they almost need to do that more. It needs to be more intuitive to the reading experience as as mm -hmm. to relate it to a pull list. So it's like if you've got, you know, um, I don't know, Task Force Z number two, you've just read that. When Task Force Z number three comes out, it appears second line of or first line of the reading experience when you open the, you know, almost, I almost think they need to start catering it to the reader more. Now we've got it launched. We, let's get on with it, you know. Yeah. The other thing we need to be clear about on this we're looking at this from the UK perspective where yeah. we all we can see is the app. Yes. We can't get onto the website yet. Yep. Yep. So there's two bits of functionality and, that don't really work, do they? There's the community and the shop. Is that right? And and the actual website. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If you go onto the DC Universe Infinite website, the only thing that will bring up if you're doing it from a UK um IP it takes you to this doesn't address it. it it will will say open the app or you know download the the app either for Google Android or um, yeah. iOS. Um, while it will you'll see a very quick flash of the actual website underneath it before it takes you to yes. that overhead page. Because I was trying to do it now, to research some of the creators' names for um, the first yeah. one we talked about, and it kept opening the app and it was really annoying me. Yeah, and so it's it's one of these where. I don't know if there's certain function because this was the case with with Comixology before it moved to the full Amazon thing. There was things you could do on the website that you, you know, well, you know, things like buy the books and then they appeared on your on your app to read. So there, I don't know if there's certain better things on, you know where you can actually say, well, do something on the website, but use your reader, your your iPad, whatever, to read them. You know, but the actual search functionality and everything is better on on the website. Yeah, don't know because we cannot get into that. In yeah, we can't. Yet. It's very. I'm guessing uh, in the US, it's easier to do that and to go and create that sort of profile community page thing. Which, when you try and open it, it says not available in my location. Um, yeah, I haven't I'll tried it with VPN. Yeah, yeah. Or well, I was going to say, I presume you'll be taking your iPad with you to um, to America. Yeah, I might give it a go there. there in the next week. So open it up when you're on a and see what it. Yeah. What it says. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Canada and the US, so I'll be able to see where, it, mm. yeah, see what, what happens in each. It's like trying to open up Netflix in it in another country. So, oh, what have they got over here? It's a bit like that, yeah. isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, so. yeah they, they, there's there's those things to it. So we're gonna we're gonna come back and sort of give our sum up of it at the end. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, but now you, we're gonna go. Right. We're gonna dive deeply into the the depressing world that you made me literally the world yeah. of depression that you made me read. So do you want to talk about the next one? <laughs> so again, how did I, why did I pick this week? Right, okay. How did I find this week? Yeah. So again, because I was playing around with the search functionality and saying, what can you do? Can you do? Yeah. And because it was annoying me when you open all of the books and you say sort by, but it, it, it also really annoys me that if you click on something and then go back to the long list, it takes you back to the very top of the long list. Okay. That, yeah. That, just, that is annoying, you know, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Particularly if you're going, I've spent an hour scrolling down to get it to the Teen Titans, and now you've taken me all the way back up to A for action. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could scroll down to Teen Titans again. Um, anyway, um, so what I did was I basically reversed the A to Z so that it, right, <laughs> and the, okay. this is another one, right? Alphabetically, what do you think the last title is in the list? It's got to be Zatanna, isn't it? No, it's I Zombie. 
don't understand that one. But, but who knows, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's Eyes on Me, then something that's untitled, which kind of makes sense, but, you know, cause, and then Zero Hour. So Zero Hour right. would, in theory, be the very last one. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Why Eyes Zombie is, is, is last alphabetically? Don't know. Anyway, but because I'd done it reverse like this, on the bottom of that page, I saw World Without End. Yep. which is a mini-series from 1990. And I'm like going, I remember reading that back in 1990. Oh, did you read it back then, did you? No, I didn't. I remember um, seeing it, always well, seeing it about. and never. In fact, I saw it last I Saturday know, on someone's table. I know I, definitely, I know I definitely bought it. And I right. must have read it because I wasn't buying, you know, at that point I was still be at uni and therefore it would have been... Gold you know, dust. I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. buying so much that I couldn't read it all. Yeah. Um, but, but I have no, no recollection of reading it. So anyway, what was it then? And one of the things that intrigued me was that I distinctly remember it being a six-issue miniseries, and it is a six-issue miniseries from 1990, of which, onto the app, they've loaded the first four issues. <laughs> right? And for, for a period, actually, there was a bug where if you went to the end of issue four and said, keep reading, you swipe, it actually crashed the app. Right. But they, they, seem to, they seem to have fixed that bit, but right. some loaded up the other two issues. So I suggested to you, let's read World Without End issue one, because we've, as I say, it's a series from 1990, written by um, um, Jamie Delano, and yep. uh, all of the art is by John Higgins. So... It, you know, it's a good, good UK. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Delano's work. I do think he's often the forgotten British writer, you know. And bear in mind, he was yeah. also born in Northampton a year after Alan Moore, which is quite interesting. Um, and we've spoken about his Captain Britain work on here. His Hellblazer work is amazing. You know, when you think he always had his paws in Night Raven, Doctor Who, Animal Man, a uh, load yeah. of Vertigo stuff, um, Outlaw Nation, which is a great uh, forgotten book. He did some crossed. I bought one of his mm. prose books recently. You know, just brilliant writer. You know, really interesting guy. But this, yeah. Yeah. So, and remember, so this is pre-vertical as well. So this would yes. have been... Yeah, would have been Four vertical, or five years later, it? would have been a vertical bit. Yeah. Um, however, when you when you start reading this, there's two two things about it. One, this screams as being the fact that somebody from the editorial ship of the US has gone over and said, I want to buy a European book. Because <laughs> yeah. it there, there's bits of it that read 2000 AD. Yeah. There's bits of it that look... Um, heavy metal. Like it's heavy metal. Yeah. Um, and it just has that very, what I would, you know, it's, it's quite, bits of it are quite text heavy as option. Well. Again, is that, that the European album that I would expect it to, to be in. Yeah. Um, it's painted by um, by John Higgins. Um, and this, again, this will be proper paints. Right. <laughs> this yeah. is not digital because yeah. it's 1990. Um, but he's managed to get a fluorescent look to it and i don't know if part of that's just because again it's reading on an app and it's backlit yeah backlit but it's you know there, there's there's you know it, it's beautiful there's bits of it that are beautiful to look at you know anyone i would have thought that it, um really enjoyed the the most recent dune movie would, would yeah look at this yeah, avatar go, oh, maybe yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like halfway between avatar and dune but that sort of desolateness but it's all the bright colors that that, that comes there um he, he certainly loved the color purple when he was was producing this. <laughs> it does look um, like it's done in Photoshop. I will, you know, if you look, if you show that to someone now and say, yeah, "How did they do that?" You know, yeah. you you might they, they somebody would say they did it on the computer screen because it does have that effect to it. It wasn't. You're right, but yeah, it can't be yeah. because it was you know yeah. when it was. But that yeah. However, then you start to read it, 
Oh, it's a dodge. Or it's, or it's, I, I found it a very, very difficult read. Now, this is a book uh, I've always seen about Al. I saw it last Saturday on um, John Higgins's table at uh, Lawless, yeah. and it's it's literally always been about. But I don't know why. I've just you know I'll pick up anything pretty much. I've just never picked it up. And when you said it, I thought, well, I'll read this. You know, it's about time I did read this. Um, and John Higgins is a very friendly guy at conventions. You mm. know, he's quite interactive oh, yeah. and stuff. And he's done some, you know, he's the colorist on Watchmen, for fuck's sake, at the very least, you know, and, and killing joke. But he's, um, this is utterly impenetrable. I had to read the back this, to know yeah. what it's about. And I ended up skipping the last third of it, I think. Yes, yeah. as did I. Um, yeah. There's, there's, I think, as I wanted to you, some of it reads like, Somebody who's in sixth form wanting to write their own <laughs> yeah. fantasy novel. Yeah. Where, you know what? The person I blame for this, I'm going to scroll to the front because it will tell me who it was. No, it doesn't tell me who the editor is. That's, oh, no, you know, it doesn't. The, anything, the only other thing I got was it's lettered by Richard Starkins and designed by Ken Leader. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. don't even know who edited it. No. Um, but they, they are who I, I blame for this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because. Totally. Yeah. You're yeah, right. This is an album. There's... This is this is basically in the you know this was, God, I wouldn't even expect DC Comics to put this out. This is like a, a graphic novel that would have been imported to the UK by a sort of you know, I don't even know by who some minor company you know who 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 did that for a brief period of time. It's just uh, it looks lovely. You know, there's parts of it yeah. that look really but, lovely. But... Let me let me just read one of the text boxes that I haven't read. Right, okay. And it's a whose pumping vigour engorges the veined slopes that rise to meet the tumescent <laughs> splendour of that hallowed land. And you're like going, what? <laughs> they've got to be having us on, man. There's got to, they've got to be winding us up with this. Tumescent, <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this some, are we missing the satire in this, that it's just a huge piss take of European and science fiction of the time, you know? Maybe, um, but yeah, they yeah. engorged, they engorged <laughs> veined slopes. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting a chubby, but you know that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just from so, reading it. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, dear listener, I'm, I'm not going to recommend reading this. Um, yeah. Do, do have a look at some of the pages. You know, some of the pages on their own, as I say, they, they look very, very pretty. Yeah. Um, and if you like heavy, heavy metal and and that again, the artwork is is, is right up that that street. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm sorry. I've and I'm I'm I got about halfway through it and just started flicking page to page and didn't bother <laughs> actually reading anymore. But I began that, to worry because you, you said to read it and I'm thinking, Oh no, does Al really like this? I'm gonna be I feel bad. But fortunately we agreed before we came on that neither of us really yeah. dug it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think the thing here is that this this though is the, the proper advantage of having the app or that you can yes. try something and go not for me. Thank yeah. you very much. And you don't you don't have to go. Oh, I've spent the money on on having to to, to go there. So that that's you know that that's the big big positive that that yeah. comes there. Totally. Um, it is then though. How do you how do you know what to pick? How do you know? Arguably, that's no different than just walking into a comic shop and saying, "Well, you know, what would I take off the shelf today?" But how do you find what next to read? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? In a way, it is like looking at a big box of a long, you know, like 400 long boxes of comics, looking down on Mm. them, you know, with the odd one as a cover showing. But it's, you can, the browsing experience is part of many things. It's part of record buying. It's part of comic buying, paperback buying, you know, lots of things. Um, 
you know the old video shops for example you know they were the, they were the first to go weren't they really you know where you could yeah. browse and look for a movie um yeah i think that's that's what i miss um so in in a bit of wrap up now al the couple of things i want to ask you will it um will you keep it i suppose question one will you keep playing it um at the moment i'm going to say yes yeah there there's there's a number of bits of functionality that i would like to see improved okay um i'd like to be able to search by more artists and yeah. and writers than, than is automatically coming up here without me having to think of their name yeah i would like and again this is I work with data all the time, so therefore I like to, to think about the, the data structure. So I'd like to be able to interrogate it better. Okay. Actually, you know, as I say that to go right, if you're reading if you're reading this copy of Infinity Inc., then jump to the you know, it'd be good to know that it's linked to that copy the of old editor's the, notes. Just like of America. It's the equivalent of editor's notes of this character first appeared it's, in, yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and have that that ability to jump around more. So I think I think it does need some of that. Okay. As I say, I think I will, will certainly use it as a mean. I'd, I'd, I'd also love there to be, and maybe maybe this is on the, the website, but not on the app. I'd love there to be a box to tick to go, I actually own that. It's in the loft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just, just because that's, you know, same amount to do that on other apps. You and do. And yeah, things. you do. The old, um, there's a comic yeah. collector app I use. You can do it on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that, that that's more so that getting getting those things to speak to each other would be would be quite nice. Yeah, um, I think I will keep it. I'm I'm and the the at reason the price, as well, if the price goes up, they've I'm, they've said when cheeky. I when I bought it that it will remain the same for the second year of purchase. Yeah, which is quite cool. Um, and it and as it, it, if you work it out, it's three pounds eight per month, three pounds eight pence, which is less than a comic. A single Look, comic. If you're going to buy a six issue mini series, that's you've it's covered it that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But I've, I've, um, I make my money worth every time I open it on it. You know, I really do. Yeah. Um, the, and I open it every day at the moment. The other thing I would keep it for is I have Marvel. Um, we don't have Comics Unlimited, Comicsology Unlimited over here for following listeners. Uh, I don't have that, but I have the app, the bought app. Um, I've got um, Shonen Jump and I've got Marvel. And I do, and we're just opening the door now to me having to travel a lot for work as well as for comics sort of thing. A bit of both actually sometimes. But the um, having an iPad in my rucksack to read comics on, it suits me down to the ground rather than I'm going on holiday now. I've got to remember to take eight trades. You know, I drive my missus crazy. Yeah. You know. Um, so I'm going to keep it for that one. Then my next question to you, Al, would be, are you going to reduce your purchase of paper comics because you have this now? Has that con Have you considered saying that or going into people who... So I'm, yeah. I'm going to say yes. Okay. But as I, say that, as I said earlier, I think that more relates to me going... And I'm, 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 to be honest, this kind of start to happen more and more during lockdown anyway, but... Yeah. I, I, I order my comics through a company on, on eBay rather than actually okay. going to a comic shop anymore just because of just life. Yeah, um, convenience, yeah, yeah. And that means that there's there's already less things I'll not just pick it up because it's there in front of me. Yeah. And I think that with this, there will be certain mini-series where I just go, you know what, I'll wait for that to be on the app. Yeah. And then if I really like it, I might actually double dip and buy a buy a you know a hardcover of the trade or something like that if, if it comes yeah. out. And you can sit on a but shelf. Otherwise, I'll just, yeah. just yeah. let it you know let it. Why not let it build up in the app in the same way it's just building up in my unread pile? 
Yeah. You know, it's a good point, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm certainly reading more DC because of it, um, and I'm taking chances on you know the odd book that I wouldn't have read mm. um, because I wouldn't want to pay you know the three and a half quid that it costs to buy it. Um, so there's like you say, there's a couple. There's an Aquaman Greenland uh, Green Arrow miniseries. I've started having a go at Black Mantra. You know this sort of thing. I'm I'm yeah. actually reading. Where would I really? Would I buy that in a shop? Very unlikely, you know. But because it just popped up, I thought, well, I'll give that a go. We can't buy everything. Comics are so expensive these days. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to – there will be a reduction. I tend to find that my comic shop purchases are two-thirds pull list, one-third random pickup um, or small press and that hasn't appeared yeah. on Diamond, you know. Um, yeah, so I think I think it will reduce my purchasing, which is only a good thing, uh, to be honest. Um for you, but not for the comic shops. Exactly. Yeah, which is the worry, isn't it? Um, mm. Do you think it's been pushed out enough? I know um, on the Slack, Sam Webster was saying, you know, is where can I read digital comics these days? And and, and he's a dude who reads comics regularly, and, and he hadn't heard of it. Um, what do you think about that? No, I don't think it has. Um, I think it's partially because they had huge teething problems. The oh, first I forgot day about that. Yeah, the first the first day was. A, we were. I think me and Rob Hardingham on um, on the Slack were just messaging together. Is it working yet for you? You know, it was almost like that. Yeah. You know, um, but but no, it's not something they then. I don't think. Well, it's, it's it's this whole thing about you know DC, Marvel, and all that. They'll promote the hell out of whatever the latest movie is, or the latest television series. Yeah. But do they then go on and promote the actual books and comics in the background? Not as much. Yeah. You know? I mean, when you're in, the, um, when you actually bought the app, it's actually not too bad. The emails appear, you know, twice weekly or something, telling yeah, you what's they're, new they're, on the app. Uh, and you know, I think they're, they're perfectly valid. The emails that come out, it's, you're, yeah. they're not, you're right. They're not spamming you. No. And it is more things like saying, "Now this storyline is here," or this, you know, which yeah. I do like the fact that they're not necessarily, you know, and. They're not pushing forward an individual book. It'll be like here's a storyline to look at or that, yeah. which is which is good. Um, but no, they're not pushing it enough. Or, or, and, yeah. and who's the advocate for it? Where do you go for the advocacy for that? Because no. it has to either be the you, you need to go on the DC website or into Twitter or into to Facebook. I presume that they, they promote it through there. Um, yeah. It's not like you can put a poster up in the comic shop either, is it? Let's face no. it. You know, yeah. No. I mean, I'm always careful because occasionally, you know, someone I'll be chatting to someone at the counter in my my local comic shop, and I'll say I'll probably read that digitally. I would never say that; I almost feel bad saying it, but it's the truth. Mm. You know, is what mm. happens. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, man. Now, thanks for that, and I think we took, we took, we did take a good look at it, didn't we? And and I, I mean, I'm going to tweet this at DC or message DC with it. I think yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's relevant to them how it works, and you know, for people who are. Essentially, big if nobody tells you about the comments. beta bugs, then yeah, if no one tells you about the bugs in your system, you'll never find out about them. So yeah, exactly, and, and uh, the missing yeah. product. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the delivery. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The one last thing I'll say is in terms of me recommending to you another book on it that, oh, okay. that, that you should read. How it and I've, but it, there is a there is a but that comes with this, right? Right. Um, I would would thoroughly recommend Injust Injustice Gods Amongst Us. Yes. Right? Okay. Which was was a spinoff, for, and it was a digital first. Yeah. Book, so therefore, actually, yeah, my son's read it, so I haven't it. read it. Yeah, right. Um, it's quite daunting as well if you look at it because it says there's 153 issues. Right. Okay. I only ever actually read it in the hardbacks when they came out. Yeah. It, it's a lot better than 
than you might perhaps think it is, but but it is actually worth a read. What I will say, though, in terms of how it's then presented in the app, you've got Injustice Gods Amongst Us, Injustice 2, Injustice Year Zero, and Injustice Ground Zero. I can't actually remember myself what order they come in, but the way that... all they've laid them out here is alphabetically. Okay, so, so you need to go to Wikipedia so, yeah, or something uh, to figure it I'm out. Double yeah. check. You know, certainly right. start with Injustice Gods Amongst Us, the, the you know the, the first 153. Okay. Yeah. That was certainly first. But I can't remember if Ground Zero came in between that and Injustice 2. Okay. You know, anyway, just, yeah. just, just double check that. But again, that's that whole thing about saying there's the good, because there's 153 issues that you get for your already prepaid price, so everybody's happy. But the bad is you then go, well, am I reading this in the right order? <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, totally. Um, a little recommend from uh, of mine before we go over to you, man, is um, I did like a random search, just looks for various things, and I found Human Bomb, which I'd missed, oh. um, which is about 10 years ago, um, by Palmiotti and Gray. I'm fans of them. And drawn by Jerry Alway. Yeah. Well, how did yeah. I miss that? That's a good little series. I read the first issue this morning. Loved it. Yeah, really good. Mm. Good stuff, man. Right over. Thanks for that. That was really interesting um, and uh, balanced. I think. I think we're nice and balanced on that one. Um, and over to you, man. So apart from um, um, haunting uh, makers' markets next to ladies with doilies, um, what else you been up to? So how we doing? How we doing on the penguin? Have you got any other projects that aren't on the bubble at all? Or? Uh, other projects. So I've submitted my DUI two page. Ah, cool. Good. Um, so that's that's me done for that. Yeah, ours um, went in this week as well, so I'm pleased with ours. Yeah, it looks lovely actually. Excellent. Helena did mine because yeah. you worked with Helena last time, didn't you? I did Helena yeah. with, with Helena worked with Helena last time, yes, and uh, that was an was easy, easy experience. So I'm sure you also had yeah, this, lovely this experience. Yeah. Um, now beyond that, I'm, I'm just plowing away with 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 Penguin. Work work's been a little bit busy, so I've not actually got yeah. as far ahead with Penguin, or I'm actually a little bit behind on Penguin as as I used to be. Um, I'm also not entirely. Or, I'm, I'm trying, I, what I need to do is sit down and work out my timings for the um, the next Penguin book. Okay. Um, so that we, so I make sure I deliver it in, a, in an appropriate slot in the year, so that I can make <laughs> sure that if I put it out to in Kickstarter, that the backers can get it at an appropriate time. Um, we'll leave that little dig there and just, just let <laughs> it run. Um, so no, that the, the Penguin's there, but um, beyond that, it's there's the convention season has started again. Let's just say, it's a Bathgate last week. Uh, this weekend, I'll be at Glasgow Comic yes. Con. A few weeks after that, I'm at another event in, in Livingston. And oh, okay. already on the horizon, we've got Nottingham, another yep. thing in Glasgow, Thought Bubble. And yeah, so there's 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 a big year ahead of, of travelling the country, touting the wares, and, and um, oh, at the same man. time, trying to keep on top of doing daily little funny strips that hopefully uh, people yeah. enjoy. And what we like to refer to as our proper lives. You know, yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, good to know, Matt. And where can we find your books? Where can we look for you? I've just gone look for at Penguin on any form of social media. You should be able to find me. Good stuff, man. Um, watch out for me. I shall be at the No Brow Table at TCAF if you're attending that one, and we'll be at the uh, Table in Artist Alley at Heroes the following weekend. That's just a couple of weeks away. Um, Hidden Lives is literally. I'm waiting for the van to pull up. That's how it is today. For the second day running, <laughs> I'm waiting for the van to pull up. Um, so Hidden Lives is about to go um, live. We have sent it out to a few people to have a look at. Um, the Also, we're going to have a new book, um, Dirty Basement One, um, which is very much more sort of a tribute press book. Um, one of the stories in that is called Sex Demon Delivery Limited. 
um, and I'm going to read a panel to you from that um, where um, the main bloke from the company is speaking on the phone to someone he says yes we can do that both the same size madam no you pay per demon not per penis so that'll give you a little sense of what that one's going to be about um, and that's um, also going to hopefully fingers crossed I'm seeing Adam Mr Falp in about uh, about an hour and a half and hopefully we'll be off to the printers with that one that one will be available soon as well so two books out coming up from us um, and actually if you go to neverinanything.com you can find all the links there thanks Al um, I'll say goodbye now and we shall have a chat about our next project but yeah another brilliant one mate thanks for that Keith see you in a bit